Welcome to Brightline Living, the official podcast of Brightline Eating, where we focus on living a life free from food obsession and filled with peace and unstoppability. Each week, Dr. Susan Pierce Thompson, New York Times bestselling author and founder of Brightline Eating, will cover topics ranging from food addiction to fascinating science and how to live a bright life. Now here's Susan with the audio version of this week's blog. Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So I want to talk this week about resistance to change and I'm going to do it in kind of a different way. Uh, I'm going to share with you about an issue that I have resistance to changing and I haven't addressed it yet. So I'm in that liminal space, liminal space being the transition period, the hallway, the, uh, the time between, right? So I had the idea to change, but I'm not really yet willing to change. And yeah, I don't really usually bring things to the vlog in this sort of half-baked, uh, you know, uh, unfinished, nascent sort of form, but I think that this is really the best way to bring to the forefront the issues that some of us have with changing because a lot of us, probably all of us, have thoughts kind of all the time about things that we wish were different, things we'd like to address, and we don't take action on them, right? And I want to uh, talk about that, like why not? What's going on? in this incubation period. And I wanna emphasize that it's a necessary stage. It's a process that we all go through after we've had a thought about changing, after th something's come up to come to mind and we're thinking, oh, I could be doing that better. I could be doing that differently. Why don't I address that? But we don't. <laughs> and maybe we have that thought again and again. And oh my gosh, I think some of us live that way for years or even our whole lives, right? And I think being conscious and present to this process is really helpful. So let me share with you my issue. So the situation is, I'm not a very ladylike eater. Now, I don't know that I value ladylikeness when it comes to eating, but you know, I think a certain amount of decorum at the dinner table is nice, and I eat quickly. I kind of shovel in my food, and sometimes really intensely. And I have a memory from long ago that still brings up a little bit of a twinge of shame for me. Uh, it was during that strange stretch of time during my life when I was working as a call girl, and I was uh, hooked on crack cocaine, and during that time, I wasn't really staying anywhere. I didn't really have a firm place to live, but I was staying sometimes with this guy named Baltazar. Baltazar was a strange cat, this guy. Um, he was a multimillionaire, maybe a billionaire. As a matter of fact, I remember the day he pulled me aside and said, Susie, I, he called me Su Susie. He was from South America and he had a very thick uh, accent and, and I was his little Susie, Susie. So he would say, Susie, he said, I, I, my net worth is now a billion dollars. And I don't know if he was for real about that. My dad is sure that the guy was a shyster. But um, 
Anyway, we would we were out to dinner um, at like one in the morning uh, in North Beach in San Francisco, and I was eating a huge plate of pasta, and, and I was eating really vigorously. And um, I looked up at some point, like I just looked up at him, and he wasn't eating. As a matter of fact, he was really staring at me. And I said, what? And he just, it was clear he didn't really know what to say, but he said, you eat with such enthusiasm. <laughs> and it, I think it was kind of code word for like, man, you're plowing it in. Like you're, you're just mowing it down, girl. And um, yeah, anyway. So the other day I was eating and uh, I was noticing, first of all, I was like eating my breakfast and I was like scraping the bowl, trying to get every last bit of food out of the bowl. Scrape, 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 scrape. You know, not really necessary. And, and then, um, yeah, I was just kind of watching my behavior and thinking, gosh, you know, why? Like, why not slow down? And something that's also true about me is uh, I've been multitasking during my meals pretty much always lately. Like I, I'm on my phone, I'm playing word games on my phone, I'm reading something, usually, usually on my phone, playing word games. Um, and so I took this issue to a friend of mine who I turn to for guidance a lot and, and support and you know, she's one of us. She, she doesn't eat sugar, doesn't eat flour and she was like, she, she was describing how she eats and it, it was pretty clear she does not have this issue. She's a slow eater by nature. And she's like, yeah, sometimes I notice myself really eating fast, like, you know, preparing the next bite while I'm chewing this bite. And she said, I think putting your fork down between bites is a really helpful practice. And I was sort of like, sometimes you notice yourself preparing the next bite while you're eating this bite. I am always like, I eat and then I'm getting the next bite together. I eat, I'm getting the next bite together and I eat like always. So uh, I started to look at it. This was maybe last month. And I did start to put my fork down between bites and it was calming. I noticed for some reason I was holding some anxiety like in my tummy, in my stomach, I was kind of clenching as I was eating like as if there was some emergency around getting this food in my system. I don't know why. So anyway, then I kind of stopped putting my fork down in between meals. That's kind of cumbersome. But anyway, you know, I stopped doing that. And I thought to myself, what I need to do is, is do a 30 day challenge around not multitasking during meals, like just to be present during the meal because I don't have resistance to presence. I love presence. I, I meditate for 30 minutes every morning. Like I, I'm all good with the present moment and I know that about myself. So why not marry the present moment with eating my food, which I love my food. So why am I distracting myself from my eating? I don't get it, right? Oh, so I had this idea to do the 30-day challenge of no multitasking during meals. And I noticed I was not willing to do that. I had the idea, why don't I do a three-day challenge of not multitasking during meals? And I wasn't willing to do that either. And, you know, a month has gone by and I haven't done anything about it. And I, I maybe have, have relaxed a little bit around the, the vigorous eating that I was doing. But mostly, I just 
eat my meals and move on with the day. And I do kind of appreciate that, how Bright Line Eating gives me the ability, because my food is weighed and measured, I don't need to put down my fork between meals as a dieting strategy to try to eat less food, right? To allow more time to elapse for my fullness signals to catch up. Uh, like poppycock, right? I measure my food, so I don't have to worry about that. I eat all of my food always anyway, so it's one of the blessings of doing Bright Line Eating is I don't have to worry about any of those silly strategies. But still, something nags at me of like, you know, wh where are you resistant here? Why are you holding on to this? Why not show up and be present for your meals? I mean, I have a feeling that there's some sort of gift or beauty or um, blessing on the other side of letting go of this and, and becoming more present during my meals, like by design, on purpose. And let me just say, you know, I'm coming up on 20 years now. It's, I'm, I'm in May, I'll have my 20 year anniversary of when I first put down sugar and flour and started weighing and measuring my food. And I gotta say, I've had plenty of stretches, especially in the olden days initially, of not multitasking during meals and being very mindful when I eat. Very mindful, you know, breathing, saying a prayer, really, you know, bringing some reverence to the meal. I have done that, like I know I can do it and I enjoyed it then, I'm not doing it now. So I wanna speak a little bit to the state of not being willing, right? So, you know, in chemistry, you need to have, for a chemical reaction to go through, you need to have enough I think they call it like activation energy or something, right? There needs to be enough energy in the system for the chemical reaction to go through, right? And I think for change to happen, it's the same way. And often the energy in the system is pain. It's pain. We change when we're in enough pain. Or it's some sort of motivation. There's something we really, really want. There's some impetus, some impulse, some reason to change. And I have to admit around this issue, I just don't have enough reason to change. My weight is fine. My food is fine. I, I love my meals, but I, I'm just, you know, not, not in a place where it matters enough to me, I guess, to change this thing. So that's, I think, part of the issue. I don't, I don't have enough activation energy to address this. And then, of course, from a parts work perspective, there's parts involved. So I am kind of curious about my parts here. That's always a good start. Get curious about the parts. So I noticed that there's a part of me that's, that's an indulger part that is, uh, you know, mindless games on my phone indulger part. And it's worried, it's, it's saying, but I love my games and I don't have enough time during the day to do my games. And so if I didn't do my games during my meal time, when would I do them? Like, this is my, this is my respite, this is my fun, this is my pleasure, this is what I love to do is to play Wordle and Nerdle and Quirtle and I, I do them a little bit in the morning but during my meals is when I get a lot of that playtime in and I really, really like it, I really like it. So there's a part of me that's speaking now that is an indulger, um, numb out recreation part that just really takes pleasure in those games and is genuinely worried that there wouldn't be time for it otherwise. And I think that's actually fair. I think that's actually fair. Um, do I have any other parts? Um, well, I do notice a part that's afraid of the empty space, you know, of what, how uncomfortable it might be to just, just sit and not multitask and eat the meal. I have a, an inner critic part that comes in then and says, 
well, that's lame and stupid because you know how to deal with empty space. You do it all the time. You meditate, like, come on, you know, face the empty space. But I, so I got a little bit of war there between those two parts. But yeah, there is definitely a part of me that's resistant to the, the spaciousness, the emptiness, the vacuum that would be created if I weren't on my phone during my meals, for sure. <sighs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So what happens next is, you know, if I really want to address this, I'm going to need to find a way to get more activation energy into the mix, some more motivation. And one of the things would be to get more support. I'm a big fan of throwing your knapsack over the wall. So the idea there is, you know, if you're, if you're deep in the woods somewhere and you come up against a big brick wall uh, blocking your path, how do you make sure you'll figure out a way to get over the wall? You throw your knapsack over the wall. If all your provisions are now over the wall, you will find a way to get over the wall. So throwing your knapsack over the wall in this case might be, for example, shooting a vlog and announcing a 30-day challenge about it, Put, printing off the calendar that you're going to mark X's on, uh, making a stick contract, stickk.com, one of my favorite tools. You know, I will not multitask for 30 days uh, during my meals. Otherwise, XYZ anti-charity, fill in the blank of your favorite hated uh, political party or whatever, you know, will get 50 bucks or something. Oh my gosh, you'll do it then. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to throw your knapsack over the wall. Posting in the online community. Hey, everyone, I'm doing this thing for 30 days and you know, I'll post in here every day about it or whatever, right? Just finding a way to stay accountable. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not willing to do that yet. I mean, I'm shooting this vlog kind of deliberately in the liminal space, in the hallway in between the thought of doing it and the willingness to do it. I'm not willing. Am I willing to be willing? Yeah, I'm willing to be willing. I'm not yet willing, but I'm willing to be willing. <laughs> How's that? How about them apples? Yeah, and I think just being open to this process is really powerful, right? Because here's the thing, everyone, if we don't stay gentle with ourselves when we're not willing yet, we can't even face the signals that are coming into our system that we might wanna change something. And if we can't get honest and face those signals, then we've got to stay numb to our conscience, to our, our nudges of the soul that call us to the next step, to something brighter and better and greater that's in store for us. And frankly, I think we spend a lot of time, I know I spend a lot of time in this state of not yet willing, not yet willing, but at least letting the nudges, the urges, the impulses bubble up to the surface and be there and to claim the state of not yet willing. Thank you for the idea, but I'm not yet willing to act on it. It's a powerful thing to stay present to the lack of willingness. And I think that it's a stage on the journey. Growth is a process. Growth is a process. And often there's quite a long, significant, important incubation period between having the thought and being actually willing to take action on it and doing doing something to affect the change. And then after that, there's often a period of relapse where we change and relapse and change and relapse. And, you know, it takes time for a new behavior to gain traction, right? And all of this is part of the process. 
So thank you for listening this week. Thank you for letting me share my uh, little embryonic stage here of my journey with you. And, uh, you know, if something changes, I'll keep you updated. So that's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Brightline Living. Please post a review and subscribe to our channel. Interested in learning more about Brightline Eating? Visit ble.life slash podcast to find out more. ble.life slash podcast. Have a bright day.